Welcome to Beyond the Pulpit with Rodrigo Luna. This episode was produced to explore life beyond public ministry, finding a balance between life, ministry, and the call of God. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast on Beyond the Pulpit. My name is Rodrigo Luna. For those who have not heard this uh, podcast before, um, it's great to have you with us and that you're listening to this. I believe that the podcast uh, in this week specifically is going to reach um, a lot of us um, and is going to impact and even help provide some tools to further your processing in the loss of someone and maybe a relationship that you don't have access to anymore or it may be even the actual life of someone who went home to be with the Lord and I'm going to talk to you um, briefly about a story that happened to us it's an actual life story and it's going to take some time perhaps so you may have Come, may have to come back to listen to it a couple of times so that you can process it fully, especially if you're going through it now. Uh, my little sister is going to help me in a little while. I'm going to ask her some questions, and then we're just going to interact for a little while. So the background to this story is this. When I was around 11 years old, we moved from El Salvador to New York. And throughout the transitional period, we, of course, had to leave family members behind. So all of my immediate family moved from El Salvador to New York, so that being my father, my sisters, uh, my mom. So it was a total of five of us. When we actually moved, we never really stayed in a location that was consistent and that was perhaps um, stable. So we were jumping from one place to the next. I think um, we might have moved seven to eight times. Matter of fact, let me do this. Uh, let me bring in my sister real quick. Andrea, how many times did we move when we were first here? Um, I mean, we first started out kind of in about four different locations just in New York, and then there was a period of time when we actually went to Texas. Right. And then actually came back, and we were in about three different spots until we kind of found somewhere consistent since then. So I would say... Yeah, about like 8 to 10 times. 8 to 10 times, yeah. I completely forgot about Texas. But yeah, so we moved close to 10 times, let's say. And throughout that time frame, throughout those years, um, we, of course, lost connections with some of our family members back home. And throughout those years, you begin to have so many missing parts of of you. And um, it's interesting because whenever we would pick up the phone to talk to somebody that was in El Salvador, we were not able to make a connection that was real. We would have a, con- a connection based on where we left off. And we were talk about what we happened is now is that we started having conversations about where we are, but we could not relate to them because of the difference in culture, the difference in lifestyle. And it's just such a big, big difference to try to relate to someone who's not where you're at and you're not where they're at. So in the process of this happening, um, my grandmother, who we used to see every day, and she used to live with us. She used to um, not live with us necessarily, but she used to come over almost every day, almost every Sunday. She used to attend church um, at my dad's church. So, of course, she was a constant person in our lives. Throughout the years, she became sick, and she got a, um, a sickness where it makes it almost hard for you to even be able to engage with someone like this. And, of course, we had to place it in a place her in a home where she would be taken care of by other individuals and um, somehow throughout the process of the system in El Salvador we begin to lose track and connections with her 
And before I tell you that part of the story, I want to share it with you a dream that I had about probably a year and a half ago now. And the reason why I'm sharing it now is because by the end of this story, uh, is going to connect with reality. So about a year and a half ago again, I had a dream that I was walking down <clears throat> this beautiful hallway and I remember that in the dream, the walls to this hallway were purple. It had beautiful um, lights on each side, kind of like when you go to a hotel. And eventually, with, uh, it was me and my family, we were walking down this hallway and eventually we made a left turn into what happened to be my grandmother's room. And my grandmother, I remember the bed was in the middle of this room and um, it was her, she was just laying down at the time. In the dream, we were all wondering why we were there, what was happening, and um, we just started talking to her. So she got up from in this dream, and uh, she opened this door, what seemed like to be a closet. In this closet um, was, I guess, what the room looked like whenever we left from El Salvador. And I remember saying, "Why? Why are we? Why are we seeing this?" And in the dream, she turned around um, to us and she told us, "You don't have to feel bad." You don't have to be angry. You don't have to feel upset. This is where we left off when you guys moved. And it's okay. God designed for this to happen this way. And I remember she got back in the bed. She was not angry with anybody. She just closed her eyes and she went to sleep. Then I woke up and I could not get this dream out of me. I could not get this dream out of my heart. I couldn't get this dream out of my mind. And it took a couple of weeks for me really to process thinking back to it now. So I called a friend of ours that's very near and dear to my heart, <clears throat> Tamara McNair Hicks, who's uh, amazing in the concept of dreams and interpretation of dreams. And throughout my conversation with her and the dream interpretation, she said that I was in the hallway of heaven and I was just really looking at what happened with my grandmother. So we're going to fast forward a couple of years later to 2019. It's a week before my, I get married, really a couple of days actually, about two, three days before I get married, I get a call from my, I think it was Gabby who FaceTimed me, which is my older sister. Um, and she was just sharing with me. Um, my dad had someone who went to El Salvador and went looking for my grandmother. And to our surprise, when we connected with them, we had shared, they had shared with us that my grandmother had actually passed away. Now, this was about a year and a half ago. Uh, so she was actually... Um, dead for a year and a half and we did not know it and of course that is a shocking uh, and a sad moment to find out that someone you love that you could not get to died alone but what was more perhaps deep and more peaceful to me was the fact that I had that dream a year and a half ago and several months before this I was watching a TV show with my now wife Melanie and I happened to see somebody on TV who had a grandmother in the hospital who was sick. And all of a sudden, I told her, I don't want to watch this. This reminds me of my grandmother. And I began to weep. I could not stop crying. I mean, I turned the TV off. I went to bed. And I just went to cry. I just went to bed. I could not stop crying. It must have took like 35 to 40 minutes before I could compose myself. Even when I got to the bed, I was just still feeling all sorts of emotions. But throughout those days, maybe in the next couple of days, as I processed and I took um, I took the time to just really think about what had happened that day, um, I really recognized that the Lord was just giving me an advance notice of what was to come. And as the weeks went by, I would be washing my face or I would be um, fixing my hair in the bathroom. 
and I would just take a moment to meditate and I would keep feeling that there was going to be the loss of someone's life that we would um, be aware of. Now, the reason again why I'm trying to share this specific podcast is because I believe that you have to be real during times of of grieving and, and losing someone is probably one of the hardest things that you can go through. And one of the most difficult things that we can do is to stay at that place that will ruin us. And I want to briefly read a scripture to you in um, Psalms 127:2 that says that it is in vain that you rise up early and go to late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Now, during this time, I could have chosen to perhaps battle with all sorts of insecurities, battle with all sorts of thoughts of what if I should have done this? What if I could have done this? And I think that those are some of the hardest things for somebody to go through. Now, I chose to not eat the bread of sorrows and I chose to put my trust in the Lord. Now, my little sister perhaps uh, has a different perspective and I want to do ask her this question because I think it's so important for someone who is her age um, who can perhaps share some brief information and and that what was your initial reaction when you find out when you found out about grandma I think for me I'm I think how you process grief is kind of relative to who you are as a person and for me I found out and I was in shock and you know my someone's immediate instinct is that you want to cry but I didn't really cry until like maybe a day later it was just kind of like I went into a shell and I went into shock because somewhere deep down inside I knew that she had left like Earth a while ago. But I think it was just finally time to accept it once we found out. Right. So that was like my initial thing was just kind of processing it. Yeah. And I think that it was probably the reason why I have you on is because it was much more, I think, hard, I would say, for you. And even though... I obviously had a relationship with grandma, but now you were the youngest uh, of us, of the three of us. And I think that to an extent, you were probably in the years before we left closer to her than most of us, right? Yeah. So being someone who's close to somebody, being someone who's close to uh, specifically a a grandma who has such a, a powerful or a grandparent, really, who has such a powerful impact on someone's life, um, what are some of the things that you stitch what let me ask you this question what is some of the most vivid memories that you have with her i think i have a couple but for me the most vivid one is she used to have a kind of like rose garden in her backyard yeah Yeah. and i remember whenever i would go over she would always like take a rose out and then give it to me right so that's me I think sense-wise, I remember how it smelled and how it touched, and I remember what it looked like. Yeah. So that, for me, was the most, like, that's what I remember when I think of her. Yeah. You know, that's so true, and I think that for those who perhaps may have had the loss of, of someone recently, um, one of the things that I always share is that anything that happens in your life and anything that goes on in your life, you have, you, you process it through your relationship with God. And why am I saying that? Because I believe that there are so many people who don't know how to grieve. But the grieving process is much more simple and simple um, when you're spiritual. It's much simple, much easier. 
and it's like you know that the person went to a place that is now not even thinking about us and it doesn't sound terrible but it is uh, they're rejoicing in heaven um, and I want to share a story before I touch on the end of this thing uh, of this theme um, several years ago one of my mentors in ministry his brother died at an early age and I remember that he fell asleep he was sharing his, his story with us he fell asleep and all of a sudden he was taken up to heaven and he saw his brother in heaven he saw his 24 hours, the crown of wisdom being put on him, and he saw his. he was sitting behind the throne of God, and his brother was facing the Lord, and he was crying. He was he was so excited, and he was crying. He had tears of joy coming with this just pure excitement. And um, my mentor asked the Lord, why did he leave? And he saw a hand extend out of his um, right-hand side, point towards his right, and there was a treasure box, and it had coins. And the coins read, the coins of life and he walks over there and he says what about these coins and the treasure was overflowing with the coins and the Lord said he had fulfilled his purpose so sometimes it's not that you're losing somebody because um, it's injustice oftentimes that person has met their purpose in the earth they have filled their treasure in heaven and God just has to take them home. Now, that may seem absurd to some of people who have not um, don't have a spiritual understanding. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to believe God that in this podcast, you are going to experience the presence of God, give you the surpasses, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And if you're grieving, if you're if you lost someone, and if you're even upset about even having an abortion and you even thought of what could my baby look like? I want to encourage you to do this. Write that person, write that baby a letter to heaven and just express your feelings to them and thank them for being a part of your life and a part of your story. And if you're in any way, shape, or form devastated, I believe that as you listen to this specific story, that God's presence, God's power, God's might, and God's strength is going to visit you during this time and is going to touch you. Now, before I let you go, I do want to take uh, some time to thank my sister to just come on. But I have one more question for you, Andrea. From a young girl's perspective, if you had one more thing that you could tell grandma, what would it be? I think for me, I would just kind of thank her. Yeah. She definitely gave me some of the best memories that I have. Right. Little. So I think that is my biggest thing. Yeah. I just, thank you. Well, for those of you who are in the process of grieving someone, just think about your last words. What would you tell that person? How would you express your love to them? And sometimes unfortunate things happen, and I'm believing God that this podcast is going to be the presence, the power of God that's going to touch you and redefine your purpose in the earth. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time on Beyond the Pulpit. Beyond the Pulpit with Rodrigo Luna. This episode was produced to explore life beyond public ministry. Finding a balance between life, ministry, and the call of God.